<laughs> What's up? Welcome to episode 99 of the Bench Time Podcast. Take two. Let's take two. This is the Halloween episode. 99. 99. 99. It's the Wayne Gretzky oh, episode. Yeah. What a way. 99 straight, buddy. Well, not really, because well, the first... Well, the beginning, we had, like, yeah. first two, we had, like, a week or two between. But, but uh... Well, outside of that, it's been... So, after week two or three, it's been nine. It's been 96 straight. Yeah, and I've been compiling a nice little, um... Homage, or whatever you want to call right. it, uh, episode 400. So, it'll... Yeah. 100 is going to be a long episode, everyone. We're just letting you know, next week's episode is going to be long, um, yeah, I'm going to open up actually before we, before we get too far into this episode, I want to do uh-huh. something really cool and I want to throw this out there for anybody that's <laughs> listening. Um, okay. we haven't had this opened up in a long time. I'm going to open this back up right now. So for our hundredth episode, if you would like to call in in the next week and leave a voicemail for um, the show, whether yeah. you just want to congratulate us or tell us your favorite episode or um, whatever, whatever it is, you just want to give a shout out, whatever, a thanks, right. you want to make fun of us, I don't care, uh, we'll play it. Uh, so if you call 717, area code 717-601-2348, that's 717-601-2348, you can leave us a little... Uh, you can poke fun at us. You can leave us a funny voicemail. You can give us a thanks. Just say shout out for a hundred. Um, right. whatever it is, tell us where you're listening from. You can make up a name. I don't really care. Who knows? You could call yourself Mickey Mouse. I don't really care. But um, give us a you know if you want to kind of give us a shout out for the hundredth episode, you can call that line and um, we'll throw it on the show. So I'm gonna throw a couple things like that together, uh, yeah. as well as a kind of a segment where we're just going to blast a whole bunch of funny bloopers and funny things that have happened on the show. Right. Um, so I'm going to throw a whole bunch of stuff together, but that's it. I wanted to give everyone a, a way for them to give a shout out for a hundredth episode. So if you call 717-601-2348, uh, you can do that. And it's just a recorded voicemail line. I won't pick up live. I don't have, right. I don't have the patience for that. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That's cool. But, uh, that was a lot. But yeah. <clears throat> so. Anyways, we're back, we're back from the show. Yeah, we, uh, we did the, the show this weekend. Courtyard at the uh, Timonium Fairgrounds at the Timonium, Maryland, uh, Maryland State Fairgrounds, and it was a good time. We had a good time. We saw a lot of friends. We saw a lot of patrons. We were busy. We were building at our tables, uh, and you know we were building. Each of us was building a kit. We had a lot of people come up. A lot of young people, families, friends. Um, friends of the show, other vendors, uh, we were always talking. We were always busy, and uh, it killed the day. I didn't get much any time to even really shop much. Yeah, um, I, I didn't did even. Up, not till the very end of the show. Cool-ass, cool-ass kit that I've been trying to get. But uh, I picked up J.J. Hollander's boxing gym from yeah. Foscale Limited, uh, Foscale Models. So That'll be a fun one. I've been looking to buy that for a long time, and now I'm excited because I have it. But anyhow, um, outside of that, I mean, it was a great show. We had a good time. It was uh, we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we, the show was Saturday and Sunday. 
uh, all the great vendors were there. All the, we talked about them in the previous show. Um, it was awesome to have them. I think the turnout was amazing. I think everybody was very happy with it. I know that the Timonium uh, show, the great scale model trade show, um, was extremely happy with the turnout and the results and the comments and things that they got back from what I understand. And, uh, you know, and like I said, we were we were slammed. Our, our booth was slammed with people. We appreciate what the showing outpouring of um, our supporters and, and listeners uh, that came to and to introduce themselves. Yeah, and, we had a lot and, of guys uh, come up to us yeah. and uh, guys and girls uh, come up to uh-huh. us and just say, hey, I love listening to your show. Um, yeah. And we appreciated it. Some of them we knew. A lot of them we didn't. And right. It was great to meet everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes we get lost <clears throat> staring at these microphones in our basements and we forget that there's a couple hundred people out there listening to us every week or yeah. more. But, um, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I was enjoyed meeting everybody, too. So that was the main thing. We, we spent a lot of time building. We spent more time talking than we did yeah. building. Right. But it was totally worth it. It was awesome to get out there. Yeah. So... Good stuff. Yeah. It was good stuff. I'm ready to do the next one. So. Yeah, we'll be at another show. If there's now, obviously, we can't travel to every show nationwide. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's show. But my dad and I aren't opposed to um, going to a couple shows a year, at least, especially if they're within a few hours of us. Um, right, right. I'm not opposed to that at all. So yeah. uh, I, I know there's a couple of them we heard out in St. Louis area that are pretty large and a few other ones in other parts of the country we're not saying we'll never make it out to those right. um logistically it's tough with our jobs and families and um whatever <laughs> uh, so we will try to make it to a large national one um somewhere else in the country at some point i just yep. can't we just can't tell you that what show yeah. it's going to be right now but um but we'll be out some more shows because i had a ton of t- fun doing that and i think when you and i show up to shows we're not ever going to try to do a podcast from a show again because that is just like that's a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do a, a show from a yeah, it's too loud. It, oh yeah, it's loud, and then you get people coming up and they're <clears throat> they're like like yelling near you and they're getting yeah. in their microphone and they're trying to cut it on your yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. What we did was perfect. So this yeah. was good. We're if we ever come to another show, we're just going to build and talk to people and give them some yeah, tips yeah. and do all that. Yep. yep. Give out some free koozies, beer koozies. Yeah. But um, and, uh, yeah, it was a good show. We had a good time. Now, um, and Don, want to thank Dave Cruiswick for giving me his cold. <laughs> and uh, the, the, I dodged that uh, bullet. I love we were in the hotel there. Chili's talking that one night. I think maybe I got it from him, but I'm hurting today. So, oh well. But uh, um, so as this um, as this hurricane blows over our house here on Halloween night. Is that uh, what it was? Is it a hurricane? It was something crazy. It wasn't a hurricane, but yeah, it felt like it. Yeah, man, that wind was—it's still howling out here. Yeah. So I mean, it rained hella hard. Yeah. I don't use that word very much, but it rained hella hard here. But um, since it's Halloween night, yeah, we're gonna jump right into our patron, Halloween. our Halloween topics. It's patron topics. Yeah. So yeah, we always talk about modeling. Uh, and we're a modeling <laughs> podcast, but we're going to have some fun tonight and yeah. we're just going to mix it up with some Halloween themes because why the hell not? Right. It's our damn podcast. If you don't like it. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, 
you know, we always talk modeling, so let's have some fun with Halloween talk. Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you guys are listening, and it's November 1st now, so whatever. But it's still going to be funny. I can guarantee it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but actually, you know what? Before we do that, yeah. I want to... Dan, where is this here? I thought Scott posted something. Um, I'm looking for something real quick. Here we go. Yesterday, before I asked for the actual question of the day or question yeah. of the week, um, actually, real quick, if you want access like all the all these other guys that we're going to talk f- or respond to here, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash hoscalecustoms or hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support and um, get access to everything like the following topics and questions uh, presented by our patrons are. So here yeah. we go. Scott Horgan. Okay. So I don't know when the podcast is, but I have a question regarding treating lumber for a home that's under construction. Wouldn't we want this to look fresh like new wood all the time? What would you do for this, Todd and Brett? He tagged us in it. Hmm. So I actually did that uh, on my Assassin Vinegar Works build. Oh, yeah. I got that addition. It has brand new lumber. So really, Scott, it's as simple as... um, just use lumber. Don't don't stain, don't stain it, it um, because it's gonna just look like pine then or whatever, like brand new yeah. lumber. It's right. it's pretty simple. I, I mean, it was such a simple question, and I think we all kind of. I think Scott even knew the answer, but yeah, I don't stain it. Even if the building is weathered heavily, like my assassin one is, right. And I'm adding that addition. The addition wouldn't unless you're building an addition with like yeah. old wood. Uh, it would be. It would look fresh, so fresh cut scale lumber. That's what I use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to cover that because it is something that is interesting to think about. You know, uh, um, yeah. any town or city at any point in time could definitely or would definitely have new construction. So uh, yeah. the the basic idea would just be to leave the raw lumber exposed. So. I just wanted to hit that real quick because it was a good question, and I had just gotten done doing that uh, about a month or two ago with the Sassin kit. Um, right, and it adds a it adds a neat look because it's it's we're used to seeing, you know, dirty, dingy, weathered lumber, and this is fresh, like unweathered wood. It looks good. Right. I mean, if you want to preserve that wood, you could probably hit it um, with a little um, like a matte a matte finish. Yeah. But I mean, um, I mean, what varnish, what? A varnish or something? But you don't want to shine it. You don't want to shine it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, how dirty? It depends on how much dirt you expect oh, to be landing right. on it. It's not. Yeah. It's not gonna look that dirty. Yeah, I would probably just try it. Just regular. Yeah. Test it out with un un, un uh, stain. Don't stain it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it though. Yeah. Um. All right. Nothing looks more like real wood than real wood. They say. Yeah. So no, that's that's the way to do it. I was thinking about maybe painting it. To uh, like a like a a wood tone that looks like new wood, some kind of shade. But I don't think I would want to do that. I wouldn't want to take the natural wood look out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, either. I, yeah. I I think if you stain it, even if you stain it like a um like a lighter wood color, like a pine yeah. or something, I feel like it still wouldn't look good because um. Would look like you stained it, right? 
So the only thing you might want to do is if you were working on a uh, something that maybe is a little more modern and you had pressure treated. Yeah. You might want to darken it a little bit with like a uh, <coughs> a darker yellowy more. Yeah, I don't know. You talk. You know what pressure treated looks yeah. like? It's a darker yeah. color wood. You might want to do that. I don't know, but um, yeah. All right. We're going to jump into the Halloween topics. Here we go. Yeah, that's It's good. Halloween. We should get some, like, thunder and stuff in there. But um, here we go. As always, these are from our patrons, uh, and this is going to be fun. So Scott has a second question. What's your favorite ghost story? Ooh. Well, what kind of ghost story? I'll tell you Let's go. Let's before we hit his. While we while well, let's hit his. We'll do his. We're gonna just go with it. Here we go. All right, you two. You go first. Okay. Do you want me to tell the ghost story? Is it a story that we've something you've experienced, or is it? He just said ghost story. Okay, you tell you. He wasn't specific. Okay. okay. I'm gonna read. It's a ghost story. I'm actually gonna read a story. You ready? Yeah. If you travel to Bear Lake, Utah, on a quiet day, you might just catch a, catch a glimpse. <laughs> I'm not even going to read this with a straight face. You might just catch a glimpse of the Bear Lake monster. The monster looks like a huge brown snake and is nearly 90 feet long. It has ears that stick out from the side of its skinny head and a mouth big enough to eat a man. According to some, it has small legs and it kind of scurries when it ventures out on the land. But in the water, watch out. It can swim faster than a horse can gallop. Makes a mile a minute on a good day. Sometimes the monster likes to sneak up on unwary swimmers and blow water at them. It doesn't carry them off to eat them. That's uh, the the ones it doesn't carry off to eat, that is. I'm already butchering this story. This is the worst ghost story ever. A feller I heard about spotted the monster early one evening as he was walking along the lake. He tried to shoot it with his rifle. The man was a crack shot, but not one of his bullets touched the monster. It scared the heck out of him, and he hightailed it home faster than you can say Jack Robinson. I don't know who Jack Robinson is, but whatever. (laughs) Left his rifle behind him, and he claimed the monster ate it. Sometimes when the monster has been quiet for a while, people start saying it's gone for good. Some folks even dredge up the old tale that says how Pep's... Oh, my God. Pesco's Bill heard about bear-like monster and bet some co-workers that he could wrestle the monster until it said uncle. According to folks, the fight lasted for days and created a hurricane around Bear Lake. Finally, Bill flung that there monster over his shoulders and it flew so far, it went plumb around the world and landed in Loch Ness. That's where it lives to this day. Of course, we know better than that. Bear Lake monster is just hibernating. Like, keep your eyes open at dusk and maybe you'll see it come out to feed. Just be careful swimming in a lake because you might be its next meal. There you go. That's a ghost story. It don't even make that much sense. That's the stupidest story I ever read. What was that? I just looked up funny ghost stories and it was awful. I got a ghost story for you. It's true. I don't know if it's a ghost or not. Let's talk about our experiences that we've had. Funniest ghost. Uh, So, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. Before we start this, I've not. Before we some unexplainable things that. Before we start this, down. I apologize, everyone, for the shitty ghost story I just read. I won't lie. Before we did this, I just googled funny ghost story, and and I just. I think it'd be more fun to tell. I clicked the first one. That we felt. 
All right, here we go. All right. Disclaimer before we do this. I cannot deny nor prove that there are ghosts. So until I see that there's a ghost ever in real life, I just, I'm just going to say I don't know. Uh-huh. How about that? Yeah. So I don't believe in them, but I don't not believe in them. I just right. don't I, know. I, I feel that way as so well. So I just want to go, before people thinking we're crazy or whatever, yeah. that's all I want to say. I don't know. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. There we go. With all right. Our past in the Civil War reenacting that we've had in the past, we've spent a lot of time on battlefields. Now, obviously, that's a place of carnage and and uh, yeah. mayhem and, of war. And knowing, so, and, and, and knowing what happened... In right. a lot of these small battlefields that we were sleeping on and, and being on at night, yep. your brain, how do I want to word it? When you know what happened in a certain place, whether you go into something that's supposedly a haunted house or a bridge yeah. that had been haunted or a field that had a lot of casualties, your brain does automatically click over to... Be susceptible to yes, to right, it. right, right. Yes. So uh, that's where I that's where I draw kind of draw a line where you have to w- wonder is this my brain doing it or you know what I mean like you don't know. <coughs> so, anyways, let's jump into some of that stuff because that ghost well, story yeah. was horrid. I right. apologize. So, so, anyways, I don't believe in necessarily believing ghosts, but I believe I I don't know what I felt or saw um, or experienced, but. I have several things that have happened on mainly on the Gettysburg battlefield than any other. Uh, I do have one on another, but it was um, that my feeling is this. I don't know if I, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I believe it or it could be explainable scientific things maybe to, to you know, explain what happened. I think there may be, um, I don't know. Maybe it was. And, and I'd be, I'd be naive to think that, there's nothing when other people have experienced things uh, or seen things, and um, I would be naive to say there's not considering what happened at, the, at, at these places. But with that said, one of the one of the things that we did one time we were doing a program for the Cub Scout, a Cub Scout group. It came to Gettysburg, and this Cub Scout master called me on the phone and said, "Hey, I need a, I'd like you know." We're doing the Heritage Trail. The Boy Scouts have a program that runs at Gettysburg where they take, where the kids can get a booklet at the visitor center and answer questions around the battlefield, fill uh-huh. out the book, and then there's a five mile walk, there's a ten mile hike, there's a a town hike, and each one you get a sectional piece and you put together this whole multi patch thing for your for your and, and a ribbon, a metal a ribbon with a metal. Um, you can earn these things to when you complete each one. Well, the Cub Scouts were doing this one particular section, and they had us take them down. Uh, he asked if you know we would do it and walk along with him, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll help narrate it, and I'll read from the book and narrate to them, and then they can answer the questions and fill out their own books. So we go to each place. It was uh, probably an eight-mile walk, and we had maybe, I got like, you know, six or seven of our reenactor friends, and we walked in uniform with these kids to different spots on the battlefield, and uh, according to the book on the trail. And we got to one section, and um, and Brett was a witness because he was there as well. 
but we got to the one section. We're talking with the kids. I still don't remember. I still don't. I, I don't know if I remember this. Well, maybe he didn't. I know Adam was along with us and uh, and his dad. But anyhow, um, we were walking along with the kids, and we got down to Spangler Spring. And your mom had just got a brand new camera. She came along as well. She was taking pictures of the whole thing, and she had just got a brand new, nice uh, Canon uh, Canon camera. She only had it for like three weeks. Batteries were brand new and fresh. There were other parents that came along with the Cub Scouts, and a bunch of them. And they all had cameras as well. So I stopped at Spangler Spring, and it's a spring down along the a brook, uh, Spangler Spring, um, right down near the base of Culp's Hill, if you ever look it up on, on, the, on the battlefield map. And they had, um, it's it's at the base of Culp's Hill between there and uh, the Valley of Death near Little Round Top. Uh, wonderful names for these places, by the way. And <clears throat> so... We're down there. It's a spring that both armies apparently used to refill their canteens during battle. And in that section, I, it, it, the rumor is that they weren't really, they didn't really shoot each other. They both mutually filled up their canteens and went their own way and back into battle. But in other parts of the battle that raged there in, uh, during those three days, there was some shooting and killing. So apparently it's a very haunted area, apparently. I'm reading from the book telling them the story of what happened with the soldiers at the Spangler Spring and their parents were taking pictures and then your mother says to me Todd my camera doesn't work it's weird it won't even start up okay and then another parent says my camera won't start up and then another and another we had about six none of the cameras would start they wouldn't turn on the power wouldn't go on it was the weirdest thing altogether. Huh. So we left and we walked down the road a little further, a couple hundred yards down the road to the next spot in the book. And I started reading from it. And all all six or seven of those cameras were able to work again. Came back on a different location. So that was that was unusual. That was one of my unusual things that happened there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. It may have been a magnetic thing down there or whatever. But everybody says that there's, there's always problems with people's electronics. In that section, and it's there's yeah. nothing like there's nothing down there to power lines or anything else. It's a, it's a section of a battlefield that's been preserved for 150, 150 years. So um, that's one of my stories from there. Do you have a story? Um, I don't really have a. I don't know if I have any that I would say that I look back on now. Yeah. That, like absolutely blow my mind as far as like maybe it was paranormal How about the one going down the street with the horses yeah but at the same time they have horses in gettysburg so yeah, like true. i just don't know you know it's not two o'clock in the three o'clock in the morning in the street we're sleeping next day yeah so i woke up with my buddy um <laughs> we, when when you're when you're doing like more mainstream reenacting you can sh- you share tent with uh you, you would often share tents with people Oops, and my dad just got a text message. Would you mind telling the listeners who the text message was from? It just... wasn't. It was a weather alert. Oh, oh, for our flash flooding or some kind yeah, of yeah, like a nasty storm tonight. Yeah, I should have bought a boat. I could have floated down the floated yeah. down through my yard and made this podcast. So yeah, yeah, earlier today we got some crazy ass like ridiculous winds, heavy yeah. rain, and now it's just at least in my house right now it's just dumping rain right now. Just 
it's crazy. We're supposed to get like three inches of rain overnight. So, um, anyways, uh, where was I? Oh, so you share tents, uh, and my buddy and I woke up like three in the morning and we heard a horse going down the road, but, um, we never got out to investigate it either. So, uh, I just don't know. I don't know what it was. Sound like a horse going down the road, but it could have been a horse going down the road. Right. So for me, it wasn't necessarily that. Um, there was that screech owl that we heard, which freaked you the hell out. Um, we were up on um, Round Top. Yeah. And we were near the 20th Main Monument, walking back that little trail. Uh-huh. And now that I know what that noise was, it was a screech owl. But at the same time, it's right before the park closes at like 9.50 at night. It's pitch black uh-huh. dark, and you hear this screech owl just... <laughs> like, I'm not even going to do this, the noise. It's like... <laughs> just screaming at you. Like, just, you know, whatever, up in the tree. And we just freaked out and ran. But now that I know what it was, <laughs> it was a screech owl. We had that. Um, there was the... The time we were down in the in North Carolina, down at Bentonville. Oh yeah. And we were lean. We were laying in that. Uh, we were laying in those um, in the entrenchments, the 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 hand dug entrenchments, mm-hmm. and we started hearing those leaves and twigs crack around us, and we're like, "Did you hear that? What was that?" And your brain, yeah. and then your like I said earlier, your brain starts going into the. Um, the freak out mode where you're thinking, oh, it's paranormal, you know, because your brain goes that way. And, yeah. Uh, and then and we were reading a story. And we were in Kevin. What happened to the 55th, our buddy, North, uh, 55th Virginia. Right. And our buddy Kevin tells his stories in such a way that is like so captive that when you hear a noise like that, you're like in the story. 60, 63rd Virginia. But now you're in the story and it's like. Because the way he tells stories is very, right. you get drawn in and you hear it. Right. And we heard some sticks cracking and we're like, oh my God, what was that? And, uh, you know, your brain goes that way. And then we heard those coyotes howling and we realized it was yeah. coyotes that were circling us, not ghosts. But right. it was a whole bunch of coyotes and there must have been four dozen coyotes yeah. uh, circling. Now, maybe not 48 coyotes, but there was a substantial amount of coyotes there was uh, a lot of coyotes circling. They were circling. They were circling us, and yep. uh, started howling and doing their calls. And <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> we had our buddies with us, and we were all in that circle. And one of our buddies' names, which will remain undisclosed, to he doesn't listen to this podcast, but we'll still leave his identity out of this. He uh, is from the city, and. He's over there shaking, and he's loading, he's loading his reenacting rifle up with pebbles down the barrel, and he's going, "Screw this, guys! If if I got a pepper a coyote, I'll pepper a damn coyote!" And he's shaking his, he's shaking like you know, like he's about ready to to go into battle, like real war. And and uh, we had that, and then we had the other extreme. Our buddy Dan, he just lays down and he pulls his blanket up over him, and he's like, "Meh." Whatever, if they eat me, they eat me. And he's just laying there, like, you know, whatever. I'm just ready to go to sleep. But there are, like, you can hear them circling around us, yipping and, and howling. But, uh, that right. wasn't really a ghost stories. I don't really, now that I look back, I don't really have ghost stories. I just had things where I was psyched out because I got myself so immersed in the, into a, a thing. Right, right. 
Well, I yeah. had um, another incident in Gettysburg. Um, actually, I have two more incidents. One, why I was on the, uh, we were down there on the battlefield. We were dressed in our normal civilian clothes. I was with your your mom and and another couple, a big guy and his wife, and my my friend. He's a big dude. I mean, big, big, like six four. To yeah, he's 50. a big, a big, big boy. man. And uh, there's another couple there. She's a professional photographer. She's very, very good. She has a really nice. Uh, uh, she has a really nice camera and everything. She's taking. Uh-huh. She's taking photos of us, and we're standing on top of the rocks at Devil's Den. Now, the Devil's Den rocks. You, you know, look them up on Google Devil's Den rocks, and you get an idea of what we're talking about. They're a big, giant rock outcropping in the, in the battlefield where. The Confederates hid down in there during the during the battle and sharpshooters, Confederate sharpshooters, and, right? And uh, there was uh, some intense fighting there. It was very very horrible, right? And it was about dusk, and at the top of the rocks there, we're standing on top of these flat type rocks, way up high, and there's some trees next to the rocks, and these are big giant trees. Well, we're she this lady wanted to take a picture of the two couples, so it was. Um, the one guy and his wife and then me and then my wife and we're all facing the camera and right next to where my buddy stood there's a big giant tree next to him i mean like like a foot or two and um so the lady takes a picture and then she looks in her viewfinder and looks at the photo after it's taken and she goes oh my god you guys have to come over and check this out we ran over looked and the three, my wife and, and I were there, and his wife was there, and he was not there. He was not in the photo, but the tree was there. So it was him. He was missing out of it. It was the tree and her, and then he was in the middle when they took the photo, and he's not there. There's nothing there. He wasn't in the photo. And they actually printed that photo after they took the photo. So huh. you know, it's, it's, it's out there somewhere. But that was freaky uh, that that happened, and he wasn't in the photo. Again, it could have been a could have been a million things. Yeah, could have been some scientific thing. Who knows? But it was weird, and uh, that was very weird. Yeah. So I had another one at uh, Perryville in Kentucky on the battlefield down there, where I fell asleep on relatively <laughs> flat land. Uh, you remember this? Yeah, you were. I think you were just sleepwalking. No way. No way. I was under my blankets. We were <laughs> we were hardcore in it, and uh, I was sleeping on this we're battlefield even, in the woods even, in Perryville. We weren't even we weren't even drinking that night. No, no. And so I'm laying down. It's super cold, and so I didn't move much. I, I was wrapped up and bundled tight into one blanket and a, yep. and, a and a gun blanket. And the fire. You guys were sitting over there, sleeping over there by the fire. You left your old man out there to freeze a little bit, but. Um, Anyways, I'm sleeping. There's a tree where I put my gear at up at, the, up at my head. And then it's relatively flat. We're up on a hill, but we're um, at, in the woods up on top, and it's all flat there. And uh, there is a tree at my foot, maybe another uh, eight feet from my, from my, my foot, uh, from my feet in the blanket. There was a tree down, down that way. So um, I woke up. I, I, I went to sleep. I was up my, with my head was about six inches from that tree, the base of that tree where all my gear was. Uh-huh. And I woke up in the morning and uh, freezing, and you guys are all huddled around a campfire, and I'm laying 
and my feet are at the tree eight foot below where my feet were. And that's where I'm at. I'm down there by that other tree. Yeah. And I didn't roll, and I was still in my, I was still in my blanket in the same position. It was the goofiest thing ever. Um, I woke up that way, and that freaked me out a little bit. Little do uh, you yeah. know, we all lifted you up and, and moved you. It's a cruel no joke. No way. No. no possible way. You're just I saying, woke up. you're just a heavy sleeper. I guess. All right. So, anyways, that was one of my freaky things. I have some others, but yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. get into the next question. All right. Well, All right, we're good to go. <laughs> Where were we? Um, yeah. We were talking. Oh, I ne- told yeah. A couple of Gettysburg things. Go on yeah. the next question. Uh, well, yeah. For those that don't know, we had to, to pause for a brief intermission. All right, we're back. <clears throat> next, next question from My Mount Models. Would ah. Would the Psycho House fit into the theme of your layout? It has great character. Yes. I would say Yeah. Well, we can make it we can make it fit. It's got a cool answer. It's got you know who would make a good psycho house? What? Jeff Grove. It probably could, from yeah. Carolina Craftsman Kits with that crazy mansard roof. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh you know, Jeff likes those mansard roofs and uh uh just tell him it's a mill and he'll make it. <laughs> hey, make a mill with a mansard roof. <laughs> Yeah, but make it look like the Psycho House. I heard it was a mill at one time, but or a general store. But uh, no, I think it would fit if you had uh, any kind of the the. But in back to the Psycho House, right? If you look it up, the Psycho House would really fit pretty much in any northeastern or eastern um any layout really that's on the eastern side of the country. Right, sure. Uh, Psycho House. I'm looking it up. The Psycho House from the movie. Uh, it's got a cool mansard roof, but I mean, even in my area, Dad, down in Boiling Springs. Yeah. Um, you know that's a little bit north of me, ish, kind of. But there's some old houses. What do you make? What are you eating? Potato no. chips. No, your mom sat this behind my chair back in here. She sat a freaking 20, well, it looks like a 50 pack of toilet paper, <laughs> and it fell down behind Don't me. squeeze the Charmin. Yeah. Uh, that's not an ad, by the way. That's not, we're not promoted by Charmin at all. But uh, anyways, no, the, I think the, honestly, the the Psycho House would be pretty fun to make. It's not that big. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Challenge accepted, Ron. Challenge accepted. But, no, I mean, it would fit in anywhere on anyone's layout if you did it. I guess so, if you wanted a haunted house. No, 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 no. Are you on your laptop? Yeah, I ain't going to search my laptop. It's not that. I mean, you could fit that into any city. It's just a house. You don't need to make it look like the movie, but you could build that exact model and not have it look as dilapidated, and there you got the psycho house. But, um, yeah. So it would fit on our layout. Yes, it does have great character too. I like it. Um, do, 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 do. What was your scariest build? My scariest build. This is from Ron Piskel, by the way. Yeah, I guess we could. I'm looking at the Psycho House right now. You yeah, you we, could fit that in anywhere. Yeah, you could. Like you know, that would fit in our layout. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow. 
right. What's your scariest build? <laughs> it doesn't look too far off of Wicked Wanda's. It's like Wicked Wanda's with a with a mansard roof. Anyhow. Hey, um, now. Maybe I just take that off of there and put a mansard roof on it. There you go. Anyways. What is the scariest build? Your scariest build. Oh, man. Um, uh, I don't know if I have a scary build. Uh, maybe a sawmill. I think no, my scariest mill. build. I don't know. That's not scary, though. Mm, trying to think. Olga's was my scariest build. Olga's. Yeah, yeah. Olga's is. Because it's a weird. Build. It's a weird roof. Yeah. Um, yeah. Olga's was my scariest. And that was a scratch build. Yeah. Um, and that was actually I don't one have of any my. Old ones I, that look like they're scary. I think Olga's yeah. was my first scratch build. Yeah. Well, first decent scratch build. I did some square ones like rectangles, but they're pretty yeah. easy. So I don't know. I don't think I have a scary one. Maybe the sawmill. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't plan them. when I make them. I don't make them so they're scary. I mean, that's a, well. I don't think he tough. means scary as far as character. Oh, I okay. think he means so that what I took from it is my scariest build was my most challenging and i didn't uh, know what i was doing so olga's was my first big scratch build right uh, so for gosh. what i took out of that was why i said olga's not because it looks the way it looks my, i thought intimidated yeah so it's not halloween themed uh as far as scary but it's halloween themed as far as i was frightened by it because i looked at i found a really badass photo of a building i wanted to do that was on shorpy yeah and I was like, man, I re- I sent you the picture. I really want to do this building. So the scariest thing for me was that was my first major scratch build. And I was right. like, I don't know how uh, I'm going to do this. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to do it. So for me, that's how it was scary. But uh, <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What about you? I'm well, sure you have something like that now that I re- the, re-termed um, it. Yeah, I think. Mean- for me, it would have been when I was building uh, the lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the lighthouse keeper's house. Yeah. Yeah, from scratch as well. It was another scratch build. I think that was my scariest one that way. That's you know, the one I with the... I wanted to make sure it was right. And, you know, and I was trying to build it to scale as best I can and uh, to make it almost prototype. And it was, um, yeah, it was, that was a tough one. That was scary for me that way. Yeah. I like I, it. You know. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Ron Piskel's got another one. Okay. And I like this. I like how he started it. Silly question time. You have accepted to build a structure for a customer. So it's a contracted build. Right. They give you a bunch of strip wood, laser cut, 6 by 18 inch clapboard. Okay. A number 11 blade with no handle. (laughs) <laughs> I already hate this. I already hate it. A number eleven blade with no handle, and no only, handle, and, <laughs> and only two colors of paint: gray and brown. An assortment of doors and windows, but none of them match. What do you build? <laughs> well, all right. Um, create. Mm, that's interesting. Let, yeah, I need to think about that. Two different. What colors of paint? Gray and brown. Gray and brown. Yeah, so let me go through the shortened version here. It is, 
you you only get a bunch of strip wood and a laser cut 16 inch by 18 a 16 6 by 18 inch clapboard so a bunch of strip wood one sheet of 6 by 18 inch clapboard a number 11 blade with no handle and only two colors of paint gray and brown and an assortment of doors and windows but none of them match what are we building oh man I gotta look Hmm. I gotta think about this um, I'm gonna build the. I don't What's even that know. Noise? What noise? I heard a noise. It's a ghost. Ah, uh, must have been. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Halloween ghost. <laughs> that sounds like you're rubbing something on the table or something. Oh, you know, you're hearing the different microphone. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing the microphone. Uh, okay, mm. gotcha. No, I um I'm using my touch screen on my laptop, so you probably hear oh, okay. that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Don't worry, listeners won't hear that. Okay. I would build I don't even know what I'd build. A fun house. That's what well, I'd build. Well, first of all, the number eleven blade with no handle. I'm gonna end up cutting my fingers off that's, before I get anything though. <laughs> that's that's torture. I'm gonna yeah. I'm not even you know what? I'm gonna build a fun house and it's gonna be stained with my blood. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's the color of the building is going to be Brett's blood. That's that's the, the we'll color. Put a of the creepy building. clown in there chasing people through it. I'm going to build a fun house with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's. Or wait, uh, what was the name of that? Oh, oh shoot! Oh man, hang on. House built by. Winchester. You could bring a Frank uh, with that combination. You could make a make a Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, type structure. I, I I don't know. I mean, I would uh, I, maybe I would make a, a giant scrap uh, yard of building supplies. I mean, and just cut the wood up in the little sacks. I don't know. I mean, Have what you, would you make with that? Speaking of Halloween, and this wouldn't really work with what Ron proposed. Have you ever heard of the? Winchester Mystery House? No. You haven't? Nope. Oh, my God. Guys, listeners or my dad or everyone, you need to look up the Winchester... uh, The Winchester House. What? What? The Winchester House. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into it. Just just look it up. It is creepy as shit. It's creepy. Yeah. Anyways, back on track. Yeah, please. I build. A, I don't know. I don't know where to go with with. Uh, I build a fun house. Yeah, you build a fun house. I build a scrapyard of of uh, Frank, or you could build a wood. Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, something along that lines. Definitely. Yeah. So, next question. Uh, your favorite Halloween candy? I know what what it is not. <laughs> let, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Dots. There's not dots. Sure. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Dots that's are good not, for. Dots are good for two things. You ready? What? Pull whatever filling out of your head. <laughs> Pulling every filling out of your teeth and. Yeah. And the only time you ever get dots is when you're at a Halloween parade, and yeah, it's good. Would... It's good for chucking across the street at the other people at the Halloween parade. <laughs> uh, candy corn is not my favorite. Ooh, ooh, I, ooh! I did, I 
I eat candy corn. I would rather lick out of the toilet and eat that stuff. <laughs> Like you know another awful. yeah so so we're going <laughs> Matthew Hankins asked that question but we're going to well, first we're going to uh um tell you our least favorite candies and yes. then we're going to tell you our favorite candies or You wanted to know our favorite? He said favorite but first we're going to talk yeah. about our least favorite. Least favorite is definitely candy corn man. I hate that and I also hate those black licorice like they're like snow caps, but they're black yeah. licorice inside them. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yep, yep. Yeah, they're awful. They got little dots all over yeah, them. Yeah, you're like, oh, this will... And you know what? It doesn't matter how long it's been since you've had one. Yeah. You always forget, and you're like, oh, yeah, those are good. And you eat one, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, then I just look at ass. Like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> There's something worse than the candy corn, too, dude. It can get worse than candy corn. Made of the same exact stuff as candy corn pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> At least with the candy corn, they're small enough you can get through them and forget about them. Yeah. What? But the candy corn pumpkin, you got to chew longer and they're thicker and heavier. You know what else is uh, bad? You don't see that in the stores anywhere else. No. Anywhere. Sugar daddies. When have you ever see, seen bit of honey? Sugar daddies, these candies that you never see in a store until it's Halloween. You know. Yeah, those are bad. Now favorites. What's your favorite? Well, I'm I'm not done. I'm having fun. Uh, oh, making fun of the hate. worst ones first. Well, it's been a while for me since you were here. And you know what else is really bad? Yeah. The um, the it's the most unsatisfying bubble gum you can ever get. It's bazooka bubble gum. Because oh, yeah. you chew it, you, t- you take two bites into it, and you, you you finally get first. You finally are done cracking your teeth trying to get it to uh, become bu- bubble gum and not a, a rock, and and then it's then there's no flavor left. Oh my god! I I had to look these up to figure out what it was. And the Smarties are pretty bad too. By yeah, the way. yeah. They're you know what else bad. is really bad? Yeah. You ever heard of Sixlets? Who? Sixlets. No. They're like gobstoppers, but they're like not chocolate, chocolate, knockoff chocolate M&M's. Uh, uh. What's another bet? Oh, here's another candy you only see at Halloween. Um, lemon heads and and, jo- and uh, fireballs. Yeah. Fireballs are good, though. Yeah, fireballs are pretty good. Milk duds. I like milk yeah. duds. Yeah, milk duds are all right. Oh, here's an old one. I never really had to deal with these, but those candy buttons on the cardboard... Right, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, also paper. made by the Necco wafer company. You know what sucks about those is you just end up eating more paper than you do anything else. Yeah, they're stuck to the wax paper. It's not even real wax paper. So what the hell it is exactly? I guess it's wax paper. It's some kind of crappy ass paper. You're yeah, eating more. Supposed to, yeah, they're dots. Yeah, you just end up eating paper. Dots. Oh well, the that's the end of that. All right, let's go over to our favorite candies. Favorite candy for Halloween, I would say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, hand down. Hands down. Hands down, no doubt. You cannot. Until I'm sick. You cannot beat a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Nah, nah. That's the end of the story on that one. Oh, go for it. No, that's it. Oh, I thought you said I have a story for that one. No, I said that's the end of the story, man. What's another one? Oh, man. Okay, so this is going to be like the most mainstream ones, but, you know, uh, Reese's, Snickers, Twix. All right, and the uh, we got one more question to wrap they're up. They're good. They're real good. They are good. If you like black licorice, they're good. Well, I've got. I used to get them because when you were younger, nobody in the family liked them. 
So I'd get them and I'd put them in a the cupboard and nobody would eat them. And I knew they were always there for me. And I would eat them and enjoy them. And then as you got older, you started liking them. So then that, that snack no longer was a doable snack to keep for all for myself anymore. Although your mom doesn't touch them. Yeah. But anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, what's that, what's that next? Last question is yeah. from Joe Collins. Okay. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein <coughs> or young Frankenstein. What's uh, the question? That's the question. Well, what is the question? Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein or young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. That's how I think. So they meet young Frankenstein or they meet Frankenstein? Is that the question? No, he's asking. Get... I think it's a hypothetical. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't know the <laughs> question. Gonna... <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking get that one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weirdo. Anyways, I'm going to cut that one out. Uh, who, who gave us that one? Joe Collins. Well, wow, that's a, I like Joe, but geez, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't know how to answer that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyhow, anywho, uh, so we covered that. The listeners' questions. That was good. A little Halloween theme going on tonight. Yeah, we got all all that covered. So, yeah. um, we're kind of wrapping up on an hour here. Coming up on an hour. So, right. um, <laughs> but. We do need to talk about the contest. Uh, it wraps up. Well, no, but that's for patrons. Oh, it is. I'm yeah, sorry. which will be in the patron episode this week. We'll have a right. patron episode this week for everyone. Um, yes. So that was just a little tease for everybody. If you yeah, if are you a patron, if you are already a patron, yes. um, we will be. You have until you have forty-five more minutes as of the recording of this episode to submit your entry, and we will pick the winner on November first for a fifty-dollar gift card to FOS Scale Models. Um, Fos Scale Models. So you're gonna get a fifty-dollar fifty-dollar gift card to that. We will purchase that and and give that to the winner of our patron-only model build. Yep. So uh, if you want to join in on that kind of fun stuff, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and join in on the fun. Um, so I just wanted to do a quick recap of this week's episode by following up with what you're working on on your bench right now. Well, on my bench, uh, I am making a concrete platform. Um, and for you people that write the show, I kind of talked about making concrete, but I'm making a concrete platform, uh, for my, um, FSM kit that I'm working on. Um, it's part of the kit and I just got done weathering. It's a big, uh, say three and a half inches by nine inches, please. Nine inches. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's got the, it's just a big piece of wood that's being turned into concrete um of course at the show we worked on our each we're working on kits i'm working on um that uh newport hardware by ccm carolina craftsman kits and uh so i got the wall part done while we were at the show so it's ready to start assembling the walls are ready to assemble um and then of course um i plan on i plan on wrapping that some stuff up this weekend and then I, I'm going to start some other, other kits, but, uh, 
Uh, right now, it's just uh, just finishing up Baxter's, and then I'll finish at Newport uh, Hardware. Thanks. Uh, right now, I have the um, I got a lot. So I just wrapped up the patron build for one of our patrons. I'm going to be shipping at this week. Oh, I did one of them as well. Yeah. Um, yep. So we're, we're going to be shipping two this week. Yep. Uh, I'm doing the Paulsner's Plumbing from My Mount Models, and I'm right. doing the Yard Office number three. I'm continuing to do that in in conjunction with my YouTube videos that I'm putting up. awesome, by the way. I, I, out I awesome. know. i got to do one here now this week too. So i I got to jump back on that. We just had a yep. busy weekend. Yep. Um, so I got that going. And then I need to um, – what else am I working on? Oh, I'm doing the scenery for the assassin kit. Right. So, yeah, that's what I got going on. Cool. But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of our wrap-up for this week. We're going to just call this one a night, uh, yep. right around an hour. But um, happy that's Halloween. Sweet. Happy our 100th anniversary, so tune in for that one. Well, It'll that's next week. It's going to be yep. epic. And, again yep. – we're going to do a lot on that week's episode. We're going to do a quick thank you to everyone who supported us. Um, do something special for them. We're going to do the shout-outs. So, again, if yep. you guys want to call in and give us a shout-out, you can call us at 717-601-2348 and give us a quick shout-out for um, kind of whatever you want to say. Just give us a yep. cool message that we can play for the 100th episode. Um and that's about it. We're going to wrap this one up. Um, do you have anything else? No, that's it. All right, guys. Great time. Have a happy Halloween this weekend. Guess what? Celebrate and be careful out there. It's already November. Yeah. November. So. In 45 minutes. Well, when they hear this, it'll be November. Yeah, it'll be November by the time they hear it. So, yep. all right, guys. Have an awesome one. We'll talk to you later. Fine scale freaks. <laughs>